Welcome to another episode of Under Bench Staples. My name is Russell. My name is Patrick. And we are analysing the very first service challenge of season 15. At long last. Love a service challenge so much. Also, this is the first team challenge of yes. the whole, whole season. Yes. Finally, we get to see that bit of pressure when they're kind of thrown together, egos emerge, kind of who takes the leadership role becomes very, very clear. Quite a few of them shrink into the background. Mm. This is why we love service challenges. Especially so early on. Now... Three sickies. There's still a couple of sickies lingering yep. around the uh, kitchen. Rue, Brent and Amy all still isolating, which means they weren't taking part. Hopefully back in the next two episodes, I guess, then if the next episode is going to be an immunity, that would be great. Um, we were a bit confused at the beginning as to why was Melissa upstairs? <laughs> and then I forgot that she already got immune uh, into the immunity challenge yeah. in the previous episode, so that makes sense. But we were like, is it uneven numbers? Which actually, when you count it all, it was, it was uneven numbers, so yeah. it all makes sense. And I guess, I'd say the producers knew what they were doing when they planned it that way. Yeah, but I don't think like they explained that well enough yeah. to the audience. Yeah, maybe. it took a while for us. Um, but yeah, great, great, great immune um, service challenge episode. Very, very much so. Exciting to get other people into the Master the Master Chef Australia kitchen as the diners, thirty people to feed. Um, but we have mentors as well. We have two. Uh, legends of the kitchen who both got very very far on their seasons mm. we have Sashi from season 11 mm. who won and Matt from season 8 who came runner up yeah really really great to see them back two very different styles of cooking very much yeah two very different personalities but great leaders as well and even in their own series were great leaders too so I think it's a great opportunity for this we mentioned um, when talking about service challenges I think in one of the earlier episodes of this so many of them ago um, how important they were at showing people off if you recall when Andy's season Andy didn't really set the world on fire in a lot of ways and then when he did a service challenge, he came alive and it just showed his skill as like a leader and being able to really show off his ability to kind of round people up, generate ideas, get people on board and just get things out on time, mm. which uh, you could do a bit of that tonight, to be honest. Uh, now, so the premise of this is that they had to cook for the 30 people and the three judges. They had to cook two courses each, a starter and a main. And the catch was, or the surprise was, that they each had to choose one ingredient to feature prominently across two courses. And either of the teams that chose any of the three ingredients, the other team couldn't have. So again, going back to the fridge challenge, mm. it was kind of a free-for-all. Mm. Um, I, I don't particularly enjoy those kinds of intense challenges at the start because I think it stokes the wrong choices being made and that could be a good great thing. entertainment yeah. um i kind of was a bit like okay so there's two tables 
it, it, I guess when you you start to question how simple it is to select a product or whatever, and you start getting confused by it, you start to wonder: is this really effective? Like there was three things on one table, and three things on the other table, and two of them got picked, and it just was there was no leader, there's no nothing. It was mm. just I'm going to pick them, and everyone just looks around and yeah. asks: is this what we it. want? And I, I don't know. I don't think I liked it. I don't like like the chaos. No. I would rather uh, coin toss. I would mm. rather... Uh, um, okay, one of you stand behind one of these. Yeah. And that's the one you get. Like I, I, I just think the format as to how that worked just didn't do yeah. it for me. Um, I couldn't even really take in what all the ingredients were it was either. So quick. However, yeah. I can tell you, there was definitely a cucumber and an aubergine, and a squash. Oh, there was or a some kind of a pumpkin yeah. type thing, and there was the trout, the pork belly, and I think I saw a duck. Okay. It was some kind of poultry. I think it was a duck. And I have to say, the two ingredients that were not chosen are the ones I would have chosen. I would have gone for the squash and the duck. Because yeah. to me, they are autumnal. They go together. You could easily create a starter and a main around those. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would with the duck anyway. Mm. The squash maybe. The duck, I think my instinct would have gone no for several reasons because you're cooking for 30 people. A duck has two breasts, has two legs. The butchery involved in that possibly a lot, quite complicated. And then the waste and what else is being used for it. And I, my only concern in, the, in that split second would be how can I utilise this mm. and how can I utilise 15 of them in an effective way. Yeah. Now you have a team behind you but in a split second I think the pork belly in particular and Mel did make that comment during it the pork belly is a great shout because it is something that can be cooked as a whole thing very easily very effectively uh, and then portioned out effectively asterisks mm. mm-hmm. mm. um, I would have probably gone pork belly though mm. um, and I was, the starter I could have taken any of them. The cucumber was such an interesting choice. Like, I mean, how could you, how could you have put together the cucumber and the pork belly? Yeah. Unless it was a cohesive Asian thing, or like, yeah. you would really have to think about how yeah. they go together. Like, I I don't know about how, um, the the cucumber just would have not been something I would have picked. <laughs> yeah. Just it just it just it after just, you just said any of them. Annie, yeah. yeah, no, I'd be good. I actually just wouldn't pick the cucumber. I just would have been lost. I, really I think I, I, just good on them. the aubergine. I probably would have picked. Mm. Um, and I like what they did. Okay, so on the spot, how would you have used using? How would you have used aubergine in a starter? Um, a few things. I possibly would have gone down uh, some sort of like Baba Ganoush style vibe, potentially. Um, just because it's easy to do on scale. Yeah. Um, just blister it nicely, get a good bit of smoke or whatever into it. And then figure a way of incorporating it into another dish, whether it's dips or crudite. Now, is that very simple? Is that very basic? Is that very MasterChef? Probably not. Um, another thing I like to do 
kind of akin to what they did on this was a miso glaze like yeah. I, that, you know that's a recipe I like to do totally. a miso glaze honey bit of chilli get a bit of spice into it now I liked the way they plated it a bit more um, I loved how it actually looked like fish the aubergine yeah so mm. when it came out whatever way they cut it into into quarters or probably fifths or sixths uh, into those segments when they're yeah. in the oven and they're cut and cooked and everything like that they look like mackerel fillets mm. which you know as a lot of plant based um, restaurants and dishes are trying to imitate fish meat or whatever that's quite clever actually very 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 clever yeah very. yeah. Well, now, what would you have done with your um, pumpkin um, Squash. I would have probably done the thing that was it Grace yes. did. Yeah. Just like, you know, turn a big chunk of that per plate into the star. Mm. And like, I'd probably have gone into that autumnal thing of adding in chanterelles and a really, really intense sauce or gone the kind of spiced route. Yeah. Um, I think like... Yeah, I'd have kept it kind of in whole slices mm. and really tried to amp up the flavours around it. The reason why we're talking about why uh, and what we would cook is because the great thing about service challenges are, are they're great to watch. But there's not much to really talk about in it either because they are ultimately only putting up four plates of food. Mm. Um, it's kind of just seeing the relationships. It's actually, mm. <clears throat> it's more of a social experiment and more of a relationship and body language and all that type of stuff. I feel like, um, what's that lady used to do, the Big Brother analysis? Judy James? Judy something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that on the Saturday night where it's like, yeah, you can really tell the body language of everyone. But that's where you're starting to see, you said about a few people... Uh, shying away from responsibility like Apprentice episode one who wants to be team leader silence crickets yeah so anyone in particular who Who kind of shied away shied away um not in particular because like obviously only those who speak up get airtime so like it's hard to choose between them and because it's a smaller group than usual at this point Mm. I think everybody kind of interjected a bit, but um, there was definitely those who kind of took the lead and put their points across. But in general, I think the two teams, you could tell the blue team were a little bit more easygoing, cohesive, all on the same page Mm. in terms of idea generation. The green team were a bit kind of unsure. I think the aubergine really, really threw them. They all kind of knew how to do the pork belly, but then they were kind of getting confused over like, okay, how is this going to go together? Mm. So I think that was really, really clear. Yeah, the green team, when it came to the menu ideas, everything was very similar. They realized that they were essentially doing the same thing on both the pork and the aubergine. And I think that really threw them. Um... And in a lot of ways, it wasn't until Rhiannon, you know, put down the gauntlet and was like, no one is taking control here. I will sort this. Yeah. Um, Which, thank God she did. It was her dish idea in the end is what was put up. I liked liked Mm. the sound of it. I didn't like the look of it. I think a point to make before we go into the dishes is if you're given a mentor... And this is kudos to the blue team. Lean into the expertise of the mentor. So you've got Sashi. He knows fish. He knows spices. He knows curry. Mm. He knows 
his flavors so so well and he knows how to present a dish I'm not sure the the other team used Matt to his strengths he was just kind of there consulting almost I'm trying to remember what his biggest strengths were in his series we watched that series so long ago Ago, yeah it's because like, like so it, long ago his is like a fairly recent enough one and we powered through like yeah. a load of them um, I think he was just generally a great cook yeah but like Sashi you know really I guess on another level you had Robbie who has already demonstrated amazing curry amazing fish curry specifically Declan is his name and fish is his game Amen. And he's done a very good job of that. The two of them really took control of that dish between the filleting and the cooking. Um, bloody great job that they did at that too. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, I think it, it was almost like it was written in the stars that they all should have been together. And I did point out at the start after that split, I said, like, the blue team is way stronger. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the end, it was. Yeah. And in the end, they won. So should we just go quickly over the kind mm. of the flavors and the and few dishes little, that came and out? And a few of the points that were made. So let's talk about the blue team first again. So we'll just talk about the fish curry, huge strengths. Um, so they the chose cu- the coral trout. The coral trout, yes. To be clear here. Yep. And the cucumber. And the cucumber. Um, and the cucumber, to throw it in then with the prawns, was very, very mm. clever. That kind of threw me because I thought, how do you put prawns and cucumber together co- cohesively, especially where the cucumber needs to be a star? They doubled up the cucumber. They did a granita and a pickle. That was scary with the pickle when it was so salt. salty. Yeah. Like, Sashi was unable to speak it was so salty um, so we're really I'm great I'm sure if you tried that it'd be like yeah spot on I go to the salt pig in our kitchen and I take a few flakes of Malden for myself regularly a snack yeah so I'm weird and also the martinis you have are like are dirty basically and salty. a saline solution with a bit of gin and stuff yeah, like yeah I know that's me but um, like that. I think that they chose well yeah they 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 chose things that are quick to cook or like mm. easy to prepare on that starter can we just talk about the plating that was stunning the colors yeah. the delicateness the the portion size perfect the height it was just presented was so beautifully and the judges adored it mm. it came out first um, and I think it just gave them such a strong start that it, it was kind of clear even then that they had the upper hand I'd also argue that a very labour intensive starter too 80 prawns had to be peeled how did that work out if there was 80 because there was only 30 diners there was two per plate. Okay, so that's sixty. Then the three ju- three judges, sixty-six, and then they're obviously tasting as they go. Fair, okay. And like spares, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, well, <laughs> yeah, spares, yeah. Got to be spares, like. No, yeah, that's true. Um, 
gorgeous dish really really amazing then moving on to the main that they did the fish curry as we discussed Su- superb again the colours like the vibrancy the cohesion in the flavours is one thing the cohesion in the colours and the skin the skin oh my god the fish skin looked incredible hmm. like in high definition I you know I wish that was in 3D I yeah. could have just smashed my screen enjoyed every morsel of that really really amazing let's change direction talk about the green team mm. and theirs that was the um, aubergine miso glaze which I think was the better of their two dishes even though I'd probably preferred the pork um, it was more successful mm. definitely the judges said even keel I guess yeah. on both which is really really a good compliment a lot of stress on Grace um, who actually put up the dish that you said about the, the pumpkin one as well she so did. this is maybe a strength of hers is kind of veg cooking that we're not yeah. quite seeing just yet but um, I think a really strong dish considering the chaos around it and it felt like that was half a team realistically yeah. and I think that after hearing the judges' comments after they tasted it, it was clear that Grace proved herself and there was pressure on the rest of the team to kind of go, well, it's kind of you who thrust that ingredient in our hands. And then there was kind of a vague idea at the start. So I think that proved itself and it earned its keep. Yeah. But then the pork. So they were... Kath was portioning out and weighing the pork but that particular cut as it cooks is going to shrink up and because it's so full of delicious fat in the cooking process that's going to render in order to be edible but then it's going to turn out smaller so I was kind of going have they gotten the maths right on this like ordinarily you would say X Mm. 100 grams per person but just on that cut in Immediately, I went, mm, I'm not so sure. I know where they're going visually with it, but was cutting it into cubes. I know they were pressure cooking it, pressure cooking it and obviously you can't put a giant pork belly into a pressure cooker, mm. but I can't help but wonder if that was popped into an oven instead and then sliced and fried afterwards. Could you imagine if they had Khan as the team leader, as the mentor? Just, if I could add in the noise here of him just scraping a knife off <laughs> some pork The master belly. of pork oh. belly. Oh, why did you say that? Does pork, or, you know there's pork belly in the freezer. Or as they call it in the UK, belly, belly pork. pork. <sighs> explain that. I don't understand. Uh, didn't someone explain it? Uh, online to us is a belly of pork and they just yeah. took out the of yeah and it's it depends on who the chef was so it was because Marco Pierre White kept saying it and belly pork belly pork and he kept saying oh. <sighs> did I have a rant about him in episode one I did actually you probably I did, I did, did, I did yeah um he kept saying it and someone pointed out that it's like well he is from Yorkshire and it would be that that'd be mm. belly of pork and belly of pork belly pork haven't had belly of lamb in a long time no and that's no. a really underutilised cut like mm. yeah mm. that it's is a good reminder there is pork belly in the freezer there is 
and, and it's free range and, and it's free range great quality and, and I'm, I'm gonna have to consult can and you're gonna cook it soon but can we talk about the the presentation of the dish was more like a salad than a pork dish and I get that I I think it was genius to do the salad with the green mango and mm. all fresh and abundant I get that but this is a pork dish mm. and the pork was kind of hidden on the side or like kind of in pieces I just didn't really think it was cohesive or successful no I'm sure it tasted great but for me yeah no it, it just wasn't effective it just felt a little bit too rustic yeah and a lot of comments were made on that from the judges um in terms of like working together and as as teams go were mm. you impressed I was impressed more so with the blue team just because of their cohesion and the cohesion even comes into the ideation it just felt that they were kind of as a group open yeah. to stoking ideas could I go into RuPaul territory here as you competed in teams but you'd be, but judges, you'd be judges as individuals. individuals if that was the case is there anyone in the green that you might give a pat on the back to definitely Rhiannon yeah because the the initial ideas and the leadership came from her Um, also at the start at that point too I would go to Phil because he kind of interjected like are these kind of the same and I think he was in charge of the broth yes um, to pack the flavour into the pork and stuff Mm. Um, who else obviously Grace because we all kind of thought like oh is this aubergine dish confused and And it was their successful one so at the end of the day yeah yeah I'd probably agree on that with you other than those like I don't think Mm. anybody else really stood out for me I would like to be in the dining room like that would you imagine like we don't have Master Chef here in Ireland, unfortunately. Uh, we used to many moons ago, about 10, 12, 13 years ago. Um, and I just love the idea of, like, this was recorded, I'd say, March, February type of time. You'd no idea who any of these people were. You probably applied through a website to go for a nice meal in the Master Chef kitchen. You had to hide your phones, sign NDAs, everything like that. Mm. But months in advance of it you probably you'd look at it and go oh I'm gonna try and remember who is who and everything like that and you probably didn't know if it was Mm. episode 1 or episode 10 or episode 50 you probably don't know what it is and just the mystery of all of that and just the magic of it and also getting to go to the kitchen for it pretty special pretty pretty special did you say that they do tours of that set after it's not on air um that does sound like something I would say, yes. I thought you said that before. I think, no. i tell you what it is. I think during the, is it the Melbourne show? The, the, is that the horse racing thing? Uh, I've got no Is that the idea. one that Kathleen Kim got drunk at? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's go there. Again, another Kathleen Kim reference. We're, we're obsessed. Um, I think they open it up for a little walkabouts to the public Love during that. that. But I think that's it. So should we coincide a trip there yeah, sure. at okay, that let's time? Do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, in the end, the blue team won. Uh, they will join Melissa in the immunity challenge tomorrow night. Smash and pass. One dish 
Oh, yeah. Both of the blue teams? No, Dish. Oh, okay, Dish. So I can only choose either a starter or main. You can pick one Dish to smash and one to pass. I'm going to go for the Prawns and the Cucumber smash. Okay. Pass, I'm going to go for the pork belly just because it was a bit confused yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go smash the fish curry just because I can taste how succulent and crispy and spite just everything about that just gave me shivers and also the cucumber and all the little bits that they put onto it really beautiful my pass also the pork belly even though I love pork belly and I love the idea of it with mango it just it didn't look it for me so it's a uh, uh, it's a pass from me speaking of it for you the next challenge the immunity challenge is all about chicken and there was a fine glimpse of a rotisserie chicken in that preview yeah. that I just know is going to... Well, you also said, because I was kind of like just setting up this to record as the preview was on, and I was like, oh, is it about chicken? You were like, you didn't see the rotisserie oven. Listener, I am obsessed with rotisserie chicken. We once brought a rotisserie chicken cooked, obviously, into the cinema. Yeah. And just got our hands in there. It was fabulous. Had gins and tins. It was like a early afternoon showing. Yeah. The place was nearly empty. We basically had the place to ourselves. And we just gorged on the rotisserie chicken. Because I think we went into the shop kind of going, I don't really know what snack I want. And I'm kind of like hungry for like a meal meal. And then in the corner was this glowing light. And this mesmerizing, sexy, succulent bird just rotating, eyeing glistening, me up, glistening, dripping. dripping. And I was like, yeah, I need that. So we got one in a bag. <laughs> I guess it sounds menacing now. Um, in a bachelor's handbag, you ba- mean? Yes, bachelor's handbag. And uh, <laughs> went along to the cinema and watched uh, Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. Sure did. With a rotisserie chicken. I think he'd be impressed at that too. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, was, that was supposed to be aha, uh-huh, but it came out as uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. What a tit. Um, so, yeah. Great. Great stuff. Great stuff. So, I cannot wait for rotisserie ch- uh, chicken um, talk tomorrow. That episode is going to be about, I'd say, about two hours if we're talking about rotisserie chickens. Yeah. I'll probably regale you with the story again in case you didn't make it this far why not just warning you now Uh, thanks so much for listening once again do rate subscribe and uh, share it with your friends and family if you're enjoying the episodes especially if they're fellow well it's kind of useless if you're not a fellow MasterChef Australia fan (laughs) you kind of have to be into it but if you do know anyone who's watching it do pass on our deeds that'd be lovely chat to you again tomorrow bye bye